0: Hello and welcome to episode five of our podcast, Arlington CTE, Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Sherry Brown. In this episode, I will be discussing the tremendous donation of face mask supports produced by several CTE teachers and a student who attends Gunston Middle School. They have joined me remotely to share about this effort to help fill the shortage of personal protective equipment for healthcare providers. Hello to you all and thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. Can you please take a moment to introduce yourselves to our listening audience?
1: Uh, Topher Paterno, I am the tech ed teacher at Gunston Middle School.
2: I'm Matt Couples, the tech ed teacher at Kenmore Middle School.
3: And I'm Rob Dudek. I'm I'm sorry, Charles, I'm Rob Dudek. I'm uh, the tech ed teacher at Williamsburg Middle School
4: our uh, arm trails ran
0: off the student that made the mask. Fabulous, thank you again so much. I'd like to begin our conversation by talking about how this <clears throat> all started.
2: So I, I can start with that. Um, this is Matt Couples. Um, I met um, Eric Bubar from Marymount University a few years ago at a Maker Fair. And when he was um, leading a group of Marymount students, 3D printing uh, prosthetic hands for kids. And um, since I met him, he's come to my classroom and evaluated some student projects and kind of helped me out with 3D printing projects along the way. Um, So right as this pandemic was getting started, we follow each other on Twitter and he put out kind of an all call for any makers um, in the area that could um, that would be interested in making PPE for the hospitals, and this was a real urgent um, need. If we remember back five or six weeks ago, um, we're not hearing as much about it now. But really, it was it was really bad a little while ago, where there were pictures of of um, of nurses up in New York City wearing paper bags over their mouths to uh, to filter the air. So um, I kind of I, I was thinking about it, and I, I made arrangements for my uh, my principal allowed me to go into the school and grab my 3d printers and right around that same time um, we were putting out our online virtual classroom assignments and one of my students 3d printed uh, a part for his assignment and um, it got me thinking well maybe there's a few uh, kids in our district that could um, that could print these things at home and we could kind of get together on this so I sent an email out to all my students and their parents asking, you know, who has a printer and who wants to get involved. So that email got sent to uh, not only to my parents, but then the parents sent it to the, I guess the APS gifted, they have a listserv. And then it went to um, an Arlington moms group. I think it's like Nova moms or something. And then I started getting contacted from all these people around Arlington County. And then also, you know, I was telling my colleagues about it, um, the other teachers in the district about it, about what we were doing, um, and that's kind of how it all started. So we have this group of teachers, students. Um, there's a couple kids from Kenmore. There's kids at WNL, um, uh, Gunston, or uh, I think at Williamsburg as well, um, printing these uh, f- uh, frames for the face shields and also the ear savers. So it was a way that we could um, connect with the members in our community, our students um, as teachers feel a need to um, to get our hands dirty and start making things again. Um, So that's that's kind of how it all got started.
1: I think if I could jump in, it was, uh, you know, the CTE from the teacher standpoint, we all were sort of talking and wondering, oh, it's a shame we've got all these great equipment locked up and it'd be great to be able to help. And I think when we talked to Chris Martini during one of our meetings, uh, made the suggestion, we all reached out to our principals um, to, once we got the okay from Chris, reached out to our principals see so if we could take some of these printers home. And that was uh, a big help. That was a big push to make ourselves feel like we were doing something with all this great equipment that Arlington has something for the community.
2: I didn't, you know, it was interesting, I didn't think that it would kind of take off as much as it had. Um, My original plan was, you know, just, you know, us us teachers making a few and maybe we'll donate them. And then my, my plan was just to, you know, maybe drive around and pick them all up at everybody's house or something like that. But then when it got to be all these other people from the community, there's over 20 people making them uh, throughout Arlington. Um, we, we had to figure out a way that where we could safely collect these things and get them to Nova Labs, where they could ship them to the um, where they could ship them to the uh, to the hospitals and to um, they actually had put some at a hospice facility um, and doctor's offices. So we had to set up a blind drop up at uh, Marymount. So there's a box by the guard shack at Marymount University where we can um, we can drop off things and we put them in a sealed plastic bag and write the date on it. And so we get the 72 hours of uh, quarantine uh, to to let any germs die on it. and And then they come and pick them up. So that was that was a challenge in the beginning, trying to figure out, OK, we made all these things. Now, what do we do with them?
1: Yeah, I would love to hear how Charles got involved into the or jumped into making masks. On his own.
4: Um. Uh, my mom came to me with the idea of making masks. She saw it on the CDC's website. Uh, she didn't know if I could do it. She she just came in my room and asked me, uh, "Can you do this?" And then, um, uh, like days doing research, uh, looking up things on Thingiverse and stuff like that. I was able to uh, make a prototype mask. Um. For people in hospitals
2: and stuff so charles where were you able to um were you able to deliver the masks that you made anywhere i know i've seen pictures of it what did you do with them
4: uh we have sent some to people that have requested some such as family members family friends things like that but then also the mass um, mr paterno asked me to make we sent those to marymount university
0: Charles, I was wondering if you can uh, share how many masks you produced and what technology education skills were most helpful when designing and printing the mask supports.
4: Um, I probably made thirty plus. If I had to guess off the top of my head, I probably made thirty plus masks. I um, without doing uh, a whole bunch of summer enrichments as a kid and stuff. I had no clue what a 3D printer was or how it works or anything. So um, yeah, that stuff, including Mr. Paterno's class, just sitting in there tinkering with the 3D printer in between work and stuff, uh, that helped me understand how to change the filament, how to design it, uh, how to use a slicer and things like that.
3: And I'm going to jump in here. This is Rob Dudek from Williamsburg. My role in this was kind of a gatekeeper. I was trying to coordinate uh, Dr. Boubar from Marymount and Matt and all of our makers here in, in Arlington. And it became something that became known very quickly that a lot of makers, not just here in Virginia, but across the country and across the world, were working on efforts uh, to make these. And so I was trying to coordinate um, you know the type of files that we were supposed to be used and where we could uh, actually deliver them, and and if I if I could jump in and say that uh, um, this whole world of PPE, um, everybody knows that word nowadays, um, but uh, that's something that we talk about in all of our tech ed classes. When we talk about our safety equipment, we talk about our. Um, safety glasses, Uh, we all have to wear shoes in the shop. And so PPE was known to our students, uh, but then now I think it's very interesting that the whole world um, understands and knows about the importance of having personal protective equipment.
0: I was hoping that you all can talk a little bit about um, where the supplies were acquired from to produce the mask supports.
2: The the first round of um, when we went and got our printers, we grabbed the filament um, from our classrooms and filament is the um, plastic that is melted uh, with the 3D printer that 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 the the mask or the design is actually made out of. So we were able to use what we had in our classroom. Um, We had a little bit of stock and then there's a um, GoFundMe page that um, through a charity called Enabling the Future. And enabling the future is the group that makes the 3D prosthetics, and sw- they've switched all their um, priorities towards the PPE making. And they they opened a GoFundMe um, to fund uh, filament, and also I think they used most a lot of the money for the shipping. Where if a a company or a hospital or a doctor's office needed um, needed PPE, they would they would mail it to them free of charge. And and uh, just recently we were able to. Um, to get some filament um, from them, so that we could continue um, producing um, the the masks.
0: That's really great. Do you all know approximately how many masks in total were donated
2: from our uh, making efforts in Arlington County? Uh, close to a thousand, or maybe probably a little bit more by now. Yeah, um, of masks. Right, right now we're we're changing our efforts out of the face shields and into um, ear savers, which is something that almost anyone can use. Um, Tover, if you wanna talk about what a ear saver
3: is.
1: Yeah, so the ear saver, um, it's a little piece of plastic with notches on it. And it goes, uh, instead of having the loops go over your ears, this little plastic nub would, be mount, would go on the back of your head and the rubber, the elastics from the mask would hook onto that instead of your ears. Um, and like the name says, they're ear savers. They just take the strain off of wearing a mask for that long of a period of time. And they're really, they're thin, they take almost no time to print.
2: So you can print more of them. An interesting story about that. Just last night, I was telling one of my college friends about the ear savers and he wanted me to mail him some, his wife has a hearing aid. And when she puts the, Mm. uh, when she puts a paper mask over her face. It catches on her hearing aid and it kind of knocks it cattywampus if that's a word, knocks it out of whack, and it's it's uncomfortable for her. So by using these this ear saver, it takes the pressure off of the the ear and the hearing aid, and and just makes it something where they can they can wear the mask for a longer period of time and not be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I think that initial effort of uh, the drop off at Marymount and having them shipped to places in need during the high point of need. Um, It was really great. And I understand that they're uh, doing a plastic extrusion now, injection molding, and making a whole bunch much faster than we can with the 3D printers. So the ear savers sort of help us uh, serve a community need that's still out there. And the the hearing aid thing is interesting. I never even thought about that. Um, But I've given a couple away to the local community um, to be able to hit people right around the Virginia and DC area. uh, So that, you know, it's one thing to drop them off at Marymount, but it's another to sort of, to have that direct contact say, here, we care about you, use these, give them to someone who you care about, all that kind of stuff. It's a really nice thing to be able to do both globally and locally.
2: Yes, our, our colleague was telling us the other day about his, um, he gave it to the mailman and that made the mailman happy and then he gave it to the baggers at the grocery store. Yeah. And I took some over to the pharmacy and just everybody, you know, everybody's wearing masks now and so these, these people that have to wear them all day long, they they come home with earaches and headaches from the, from the straps and um, this is something that just makes their life a little bit easier.
3: And I've reached out to a few students that I have, and, and they're starting to make the ear savers now. Um, I actually found out that I have a couple of students that have 3D printers at home that I was un- unaware of before. And so they're making the ear savers. So I have about a hundred now. And so I'm gonna arrange to pick them up. Um, and then my principal suggested that perhaps we distribute them at the uh, Arlington Public Schools grab and go lunch sites. And so I'm looking at uh, getting that approved and having some of those there next week.
2: Mm. That's a great idea,
0: Robert. Wow, that's really great. Do we know how many students are actively involved in supporting this project?
2: I'd say district-wide, probably six to 10 would be my guess. Um, I I have three or four, Um, but obviously Charles, who's on this call. Um, I think, Rob, you have a couple? I have two. Yeah. Okay. So 10-ish.
0: You talked a little bit about the GoFundMe page. Can you share a little bit more about that for anybody that might wanna support the effort?
2: Yeah, so if, if, if you just Google um, enabling the future, that's the charity um, and that's the nonprofit that we're, that we're working with. Um, and then there should be a link to it from there. Um, if someone would want to um, donate uh, donate money for supplies or for the shipping costs. Um, yes, that's all I got on that.
0: Is there anything else that, that each of you would like to add or discuss or share about this? Um,
1: I, I want to give Charles a big shout out. I mean, uh, letting having a student like that in class and letting them do their thing um, and then when this whole kind of craziness happens and to open up an email and see that he's been uh, using all that knowledge that he already had. Really, I'm not gonna take credit for much of that. Uh, he's a great student and uh, learner. Uh, but to see that he's taking that and putting it into real life, that's what we do at CTE is giving them sort of these skills. And sometimes it's hard to see how it relates to the real world and to see that from a student really gives me as a teacher fuel for, you know, that's going to give me fuel for years.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Exactly, exactly. This will be the example that we use in class when the kids say, when are we ever going to use yeah. this? We, we've you know, we, got years of, uh, of uh, ammunition for that mm-hmm. question.
3: And then I think several of us have also um, given an assignment to some of our kids while they're at home, you know, to design some PPE, um, I've got some kids right now that are working on some door pulls so they could you know, have a 3D printed um, kind of a knob attached to a door. So instead of having to use your hand, you could use your elbow. So I'm excited to see uh, what comes out of that assignment.
0: Well, I just wanna thank all of you so much for joining me today to talk about this. And for our listeners, if you'd like to learn more, please check out our May CTE newsletter. You can go to www.apsva.us backslash CTAE and click the link for CTAE News.